Section 10 of The Sainted Queens. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Sainted Queens by Unknown. St. Elizabeth, Queen of Portugal. Chapter 2. The Young Queen's Daily Life, Birth of a Daughter and of a Son and Heir, Frequent Wars, Elizabeth is a Peacemaker, Conference of Kings at Torasso, Death of her Daughter Constantia, Story of the Hermit, War between the King of Portugal and his son the Infante, Elizabeth is deprived of her income, she makes peace several times between her husband and her son this tender young creature thus early assigned to so conspicuous a position began her new life by making such arrangements as should divide her time between her domestic duties and the service of god instead of the inexperience of eleven years people seemed to see a degree of wisdom not often found even at five-and-twenty or at thirty years when she was not hearing mass or reciting the canonical hour of prayer she was spinning among her maidens and her ladies, or she was doing something for the poor, or trying to set people right who had fallen into trouble, or become the victims of oppression. The income which the king had settled on her found its way in great part into the hands of the poor, and into convents and the houses of decayed ladies who were too high-spirited to beg. In her eighteenth year, her first child, Constantia, was born. Three years afterwards, the kingdom was rejoiced by the birth of an heir to the throne at Coimbra. Alfonso, the young Infante of Portugal, afterward married Beatrix, a daughter of Sancho, king of Castile. This young princess was, like her mother-in-law, sent as a child to the Portuguese court, and educated by Elizabeth as her future daughter. King Dionysius, although kind and indulgent to his queen, was still more indulgent to himself and led an irregular life to the great injury and sorrow of elizabeth her greatness of soul was never more remarkably evinced than in her way of managing him she appeared blind and deaf to all that she disapproved of in her husband never listening to stories about him and never reproaching him she had calculated well in her estimate of his character reproaches would only have hardened him whereas her silence affected him with remorse for his ingratitude, and her forbearance was rewarded by his abandoning the irregular practices of which she never complained but to God. There were in those days rather too many small kings in the limited area of the Spanish peninsula to permit the country long to enjoy the blessings of peace, and failing an independent sovereign to quarrel with, any one of the four peninsular kings was ready on the shortest notice to go to war with his brothers or even with his eldest son if a king of aragon failed to find in his next neighbor of navarre or of castile an enemy ready to his hand he had always his son the infante to pick a quarrel with if a king of portugal found all of his three neighbors too pacific for his wishes his father's sons were nearer home and more at his mercy the life of kings was too generally one long brawl continued at the ruinous expense of the country and of their unhappy subjects one of the cases which we have mentioned actually happened within no long time after elizabeth's coming to portugal her husband and his brother alfonso went to war with each other 
and much blood would have been wasted in the quarrel had not elizabeth engaged the good offices of the councillors and prelates of the kingdom to make up matters between the brothers and further to facilitate the business she gave up the part of her revenue which she drew from the town of sintra and persuaded the king in other ways to increase the income of his brother constantia her eldest daughter became the wife of ferdinand the fourth king of castile thirteen o one the throne of aragon was then filled by elizabeth's brother james war almost as a matter of course was engaged in by these two sovereigns against each other its nominal cause was a dispute about the possession of certain towns and lands of which the moors had been deprived the art of making peace in which elizabeth excelled was again put in requisition her efforts were seconded by the imminent risk of an attack from the moors while the christian forces were destroying each other our gentle queen prevailed on the belligerents to meet at Toriaso, a town on the confines of aragon and castile and to submit their claims to the arbitration of the king of portugal elizabeth accompanied her husband to the conferences july thirteen o four the queens of castile and of aragon also repaired to the place of meeting attended by the flower of the nobility of both kingdoms it was quite a family meeting for elizabeth she found her brother of aragon and she met her daughter of castile her spirit of peace pervaded the proceedings of the conference the decision of dionysius gave satisfaction to all parties new alliances were formed and the assembly dispersed in perfect harmony elizabeth and her husband however prolonged their absence from home until september returning to portugal in time for the nativity of the blessed virgin it is in allusion to her repeated successes in hushing the storm of war that elizabeth is called in her office in the roman breviary the mother of peace and of her country the next incident in her family history is the marriage of her son alfonso with beatrix of castile a sister of ferdinand the fourth the event was celebrated at lisbon with great rejoicing thirteen o nine in no long time after however our queen had to mourn the premature decease of her daughter constantia queen of castile a singular tale is related in connection with this sad event elizabeth and her husband happened soon afterwards to be travelling from santarin to lisbon and on the way they stopped at azambuja here the queen was met by a hermit whom no one knew and who cried out in the name of god my royal lady i pray you to grant me an audience for i have something important to tell you and your attendance will not permit me to approach you the queen having invited him to deliver his message he went on to say that her deceased daughter constantia had appeared to him in his cell several times and had enjoined him to inform her mother of her detention in purgatory and to beg that a mass might be said daily for her for one year the hermit had said this loud enough for the courtiers to hear when he had finished they began to chaff him and to say if queen constantia's in purgatory is it a likely thing that she would appear to thee rather than to her father or her mother the hermit meanwhile disappeared no one could give any account of him and he was never seen again elizabeth on conferring with her husband resolved to act on the instructions she had received she engaged a pious priest of the name of mendez 
to say mass for her daughter daily for a year at the expiry of the time fixed elizabeth was at coimbra and one night had a dream about her daughter who appeared to her in white clothing and thanked her for procuring her deliverance from the penal flames of purgatory elizabeth had quite forgotten that the year was expired until mendes came next morning to remind her of it and to speak about continuing to say mass she was much comforted about her beloved daughter and gave thanks to god a few more years brought back the miseries of war and this time the king of portugal found an enemy in his eldest son the infante alfonso secret measures were taken by the king to surprise his son at Sintra in the night-time not even elizabeth was made privy to the scheme she was first alarmed by her husband's suddenly leaving her in the night at lisbon and setting out attended by troops and at once suspecting the truth she managed to dispatch a courier to Sintra, who rode faster than the soldiers and reached it in time to give the young prince warning he thus escaped from the trap laid for him and went straight to lisbon to his mother whom he had not seen for a long time the queen kept him with her for a while and spoke to him very seriously of his duty to the king his father and so dismissed him the most violent of the king's counsellors instigated him to punish this interference of the queen's as virtually abetting the young prince in his rebellion dionysius still smarting under his late disappointment too readily listened to the evil counsels of his courtiers and sent elizabeth an order to remove at once to alanguera at the same time depriving her of all her sources of income this bitter trial found our holy queen prepared for the will of god she at once obeyed the peremptory orders of her husband and abandoned her court at lisbon presently numbers of the nobility flocked to her new residence to offer her their castles for a home and their swords to regain her rights she thanked them very graciously for their good intentions but declined all their offers alleging her resolution to remain at the absolute disposal of the king so dismissing her impetuous defenders she collected about her a number of pious women who passed their time with her in fasting and abstinence and prayer and the public recitation of the praises of god by and by her humility and moderation were acknowledged by the king and she was restored to her rights as his queen but the war with the infante still continued to the bitter grief of the queen coimbra was held by her son and his father was besieging it elizabeth had influence enough to bring about a meeting between them at lietia where the prince made an apology for his conduct renewed his fealty to his father and received back his income jealousy subsequently arising again between them the king rode out of lisbon one day to meet his son and to forbid him to enter the city the result was a fight between their respective followers elizabeth hearing of it rode out on a mule into the thickest of the fray none of her ladies ventured to follow her yet she pushed on alone through the storm of darts and stones till she found the king and then to the other side in quest of the prince she brought them once more together the young infante submitted and kissed his father's hand the king gave him his blessing and so they parted finally reconciled at the instance of this heroic lady end of chapter two of saint elizabeth queen of portugal end of section ten